you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today I am so honored to share my conversation with Cappy Macbeth. She is a sweet Southern Belle from Texas and she is a group leader with Touchstone Crystal by Swarovski. She does primarily fundraisers with her business and fundraising is her passion and you can definitely tell when listening to her and I wish you could have seen her as she was talking to me about it because you could just see the passion in her face and she was just such a joy to talk to. It was so wonderful to hear how she runs her fundraisers, how she operates her business and I absolutely have a passion for fundraising as well in my business. You know, we have been, and we talk about this in the episode, but we've been blessed with so much and to be able to give back in this way is really special to both of us. And I just loved hearing Cappy's experience with fundraising. And I know that you will be inspired to either do your first fundraiser if you've never done one before, or you'll be re-inspired to get back into fundraising and help causes that are near and dear to your heart. So enjoy the episode. Can't wait to hear what you think. Hi, Cappy. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It's really great to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to meet you. We met through a good friend of ours, and I'm thankful to her for introducing us. So tell us a little bit about you and your family. Um, well, I have been married 42, <laughs> almost 42 years. And um, I have two grown sons. I always do that. I'm like grown because <laughs> they're never grown. I don't think uh, 31 and 33. And uh, so I'm very much an empty nester, and so I kind of get to do what I want to do all the time, sort of. So tell us a little bit about your experience with direct sales. Okay, so um, I was a kidnapper, frankly. You know, uh, I had a friend who, God love her, stayed with me for 18 months trying to get me to have a party, 18 months. And so I finally, she finally broke me down. She walked in, she put the jewelry on my table and this was not Touchstone, which I'm with now. This was a company that's, that's now out of business called Leah Sophia. She put the jewelry on my table, on my coffee table. And I was like, where do I sign up? <laughs> I want that kit. I want all the jewelry. So that's, that was, I mean, I just wanted the jewelry. That was it. And, um, then I started thinking, well, what else do you have to do? 
And I thought, why not give it a shot? Why not just try it? So I'd never done anything like this before. I'm a retired CPA. So way different, way different. And um, so I started learning the business. I mean, I took, you know, I did all the free webinars. Um, and I, I just happened to sign up about the time of year when all of the coaches do all of their free webinars, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> And so I was doing all those free webinars and learning the business and, and learning kind of how to do the business. And so um, I gave it a shot and ended up being, being fairly successful at it. So um, I, then Leah had closed in two, two years, they closed suddenly. And then um, I stayed with my team and we wandered in the desert for a bit. And then we found Touchstone Crystal by Swarovski, and it is the perfect fit for us. And so it, I've been, I've been there almost, uh, I've been there five and a half years. So uh, it's, uh, it's been just a fabulous journey and I'm loving every minute of it. Good, good. Now, what was it about Touchstone that made you fall in love with it? I know I love the jewelry. I think it's beautiful. It's amazing quality can't beat it for sure so what was it about touchstone? well i mean it's the it's the backing of swarovski mm -hmm. because we're actually we don't just have swarovski crystals in our jewelry we actually are a division of the company we are and right now we're the darlings because we're we uh we have survived and thrived mm -hmm. in in the pandemic and um so that the jewelry is fabulous the jewelry is just fabulous, but I mean, mainly I did it because that's what my team was doing. And I was so loyal and so, um, just, uh, embedded in my team. I couldn't imagine not having those girls in my life mm, still. That's great. So that's, that's why we, we went to, we, you know, it was a, it was a great decision that, um, still I would, I would not have gone without them. I would have probably just retired. But uh, it's everything about Touchstone is just is wonderful. The, the, you know, the pay is great. The company is great. They have done so much for us to help us adapt and pivot and grow in this time. It's, it's just um, I, I look back at what they've done in the last year and I'm just amazed at how quickly they were able to adapt and all the things they've done to help us as consultants. Cause it's been, it's been remarkable. That's amazing. And I, I, I echo that too, with our company. I know that they have done everything they can to make sure that we are successful and they're taking care of us. And I just, it speaks volumes, you know, of these companies that we, that we love so much. So what are some things that they have done this year to help you succeed in your business? Well, they, they immediately came out with uh, pretty much a format for online parties, uh, gave us all kinds of graphics uh, that we can use for that. They immediately started training on that. And everybody who was successful, you know, they were bringing them on. They, they, in the past, we just had monthly calls with the company. Now we have weekly. So we have tons and tons of training. Uh, they started Touchstone up until probably April of this past year of 2020. We had never had a sale like jewelry on sale. We, our products never were discounted other than just our monthly customer special. Um, and so every month 
they have given us a sale to put forward, which, you know, we can lead with that. Um, all kinds of, all kinds of promotions. Um, it's just, it's the, and they've even, they even got us an app that we can now use for follow-up. And uh, so just everything they can do, really. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine anything more that they could have done. It's, it's been really I love hearing that. That's so great. And that's really, I mean, the whole, this whole world, like you either had to change things very quickly or <laughs> you saw, you know, the detriment of not doing that. So I love that they quickly pivoted and no hesitation just jumped in and said, okay, how can we help our consultants be successful? Because when, when you guys are successful, they are successful. And so <laughs> it's, it's a win-win. And so I love hearing that. That's great. And then yeah, that whole, Mar I remember in March, I was just like, what is going to happen? What are we going to do? And then it's, they took, you know, our companies took care of us. And so I love to hear, I love to hear that. That's great. Yeah. The first of March last year, we, uh, we were on our incentive trip in the Bahamas. We were probably the last trip to go anywhere. And we were probably nuts for coming <laughs> when I look back at it, but that's where we were last year, the first week of March. And that's how quickly things. Oh my turned. goodness. I know. No, you were not yeah. nuts for going because you got to enjoy a normal vacation. <laughs> it was, it was normal. Uh, it was pretty much normal other than, you know, we were already being really careful about, we weren't wearing masks yet, but we were, we all had our Lysol with us and we were all cleaning our air. We were mainly concerned about the airplane. That was our main concern. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All those germs contained in one little, but now air travel is honestly cleaner than ever. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. I've flown once. I've just flown once. And I was, I was amazed at how I, well, you know, the only time I didn't feel safe was in the airport, but in the, in the plane, it was amazing. Yes, for sure. Yeah. We've, we've flown a couple of times too in the last year and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm like, why wouldn't, why haven't they been doing this all along? This is so clean and you know, maybe not quite pleasant. It's not enjoyable as much, but it's very clean, very efficient. <laughs> so they, hopefully they're taking some notes too on things that they can keep up with when this is all done. So that's great that you were able to enjoy your incentive trip. I know that basically after that, all of the 2020 incentive trips for all the companies were pretty much canceled. So <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to enjoy yours and go on yours and congrats on earning that trip. That's a lot of hard work and it's very intentional. It's not an overnight thing that you just, Oh, I think I'm going to do that. It's a very intentional no. <laughs> decision and it takes a lot of hard work. So congrats on earning that. I'm glad that you got to enjoy that trip. So excited. Yeah. Okay. So you went to the Bahamas. You've earned now. What are some other places that you? Where are some other places you've been with with Touchstone? Uh, Puerto Rico, um, Saint Martin, Jamaica, Riviera Maya. We went to New York City last year. We went to uh, we went on Alaskan cruise, the Dominican. And then we've had, those are the, those are the big trips. And then we've had some leader leadership trips like to Vegas and Orlando and stuff like that. So lots of travel in the last yes. five years, lots and lots. What a job to be Touchstone's travel 
agent <laughs> to think of all those trips and to put those all together. That would be a job. I in know. She does have, she has a great job. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, Just my think for everyone that she does choose, she's probably been on two or three more. So <laughs> very true. Very true. That is a, that's a neat position. I love that. Oh, and it's, it, I love that you guys have such a variety of trips to go on. Cause not everybody likes to go. I love to go to the beach, but not everybody likes to go to the beach and hang out. So New York city and Alaskan cruise. What a great variety. I love that so much. Oh my goodness. And the leader trips. Oh my goodness. Those, those are sometimes almost better because it's a smaller group. It's a smaller group and you're there, you're there for a, now, because our regular trips are total fun. There are no meetings. There are no, you know, anything like that. But those leader trips, they work our butts off. <laughs> you know, you're there to learn. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's about working. And even, even in your free time, you're probably, you've probably been assigned a team building exercise or mm, something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I miss that. We, you know, we didn't get to have one this year and we are, I mean, we're actually having a leader call next week for the first time. It's, it's been, um, that, that has been one thing, you know, that they really haven't been able to do anything about. Yeah. We've, I've, I've missed, I've missed those leader conferences because the other thing it does is it, it concretes that relationship you have with your own team, you know, your, your downline, your side sisters that are leaders too. That's right. Yeah. Your peers. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. I know we had our virtual leader retreat this past yeah, weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it was great, but you, like you said, there's no substitute for being in person and hugging on your friends and learning together and yes. There's no substitute, but it was the next best thing. And so I know that we, I enjoyed the sessions. I learned so many things and can't wait to, you know, implement those things into my leadership and into my business this year. So excited. Yeah. And I, and yeah, but I can't wait for next year when we can be back to mode of operation as normal. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh -huh. All right. So in your business, you do a lot of fundraising. And that's why I asked you to be a guest today because fundraising is something that I love to do in my business. And I would love for you to share with us how you incorporate fundraising into your business. Yeah. Well, so I started out, it was quite almost by accident years ago when I very first started in direct sales and I was, all I was trying to do was get parties. And one Sunday morning at church, sterling little blonde that you know could have asked me to sell it you know she could have been selling ice to eskimos and i would have bought it from her and she was like miss cappy would you like to give some money for me to go on this mission trip and i put on my big girl panties and said how about you ask your mom if she'll have a jewelry party for me and then i will donate my profits to your to your fundraising for your trip so mom agreed we had a fundraising party and i was able to write her a check for 230 dollars which was more than she needed to raise for the whole trip and um so that was when i learned not to donate my entire commission <laughs> it was a quick study for that one i was like oh wait <laughs> Um, but it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing. It made me feel so good about what I did. I wasn't one bit 
sorry, at the, in fact, at the party, one of the kids said, wait a minute, why am I buying all this jewelry? Why don't I just write a check to her for this amount of money? I'm said, I said, go for it. That's fine with me. All I'm here to do is to help her. And mm -hmm. so the lady still ended up buying a bunch of jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> because she gets to, you know, write a check through you. Exactly. And she gets jewelry. She gets so win-win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, that, that was my light bulb moment all those years ago. And, uh, but it was still, um, it was still kind of hit and miss. And I, I kind of started, that was really early in my journey on Facebook as well. So I kind of started watching when I would see the next, the next thing I did was I saw a girl who, um, lived in the Dallas area where I live and she, she had worked for my husband while she was in college. She'd been an intern in his office. And so we had reconnected and she kept posting about uh, rescue dogs. And I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if I could, you know, work with her, her organization. So we, we did that once again, raised a bunch of money. And not only that, but I started booking parties from that party because people wanted to continue because I offered, I said, if you want, I will continue. I will keep paying it forward. If you want to have a party for this rescue, then I will continue to donate part of the pro and I would just reduce the proceeds each, you know, at each level as it went down. So uh, that became a great booking tool as well. And um so I just basically was kind of stalked people on Facebook. And when I saw that they were raising money for a cause, I would, you know, either message, private message or call if I knew them personally and ask them if they were interested in that. And uh, I hardly ever got told no, hardly ever. So I was, you know, doing one party a month probably as a fundraiser. And the rest of the time, you know, working the direct sales, you know, the booking lines and stuff like that. And so that went on uh, for a couple of years. And then uh, I just became more and more convicted that I, I am blessed and I need to bless others that uh, to whom much has been given, much is required. And I became more and more convicted of that. Um, I was actually asked to speak at a conference on the topic and found so many people who were like, oh, I never even thought of doing this. I'm like, you, <laughs> how can you not? I mean, I understand that there are a lot of people who make their livings from this business. You know, I'm blessed. I don't. This is not my living. This is my passion. And so it's just, it, it has been more and more of a driving force. And as I, as I work on myself, I, you know, I've become even more passionate about it, that this, this is my, this is a gift that has been given to me at this point in my life. And, and to be able to give back in this way and at, at a much greater level than I could if I were just writing a check out of my checkbook. Because, for example, the little girl that asked me to give her money, I probably would have written her a check for $25 or $50. Instead, I was able to write her a check for $230. And really, all that took was my time. And 
so I'm able to do so much more for people than if I were just writing a check out of my checking account. And it's, it, to me, it's coming out of the overflow. It's totally coming out of the overflow all the time. So because I'm, because I'm at a leader level, I make a high enough percentage that I can still donate a substantial percentage and still make enough money to cover my expenses. So it's, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful journey and oh my goodness, the people I've met, the wonderful, wonderful people I met, because, you know, if they're in a nonprofit, they have giving hearts as well. So it's, it's just, and it's just been wonderful. And I know there was one year where I wasn't feeling very good about my business. And, uh, I had a friend, a very astute friend was like, okay, let's, go to your back office and let's look through there and see how many fundraisers you had last year. And I'd only had like eight, not even one a mm. month. And I'm like, well, no wonder I'm feeling yucky. I'm not following my why here. So in the last year I have really refined it more. And now I lead with fundraising. That's why I ask people to have parties. Now I do occasionally have parties that aren't, and it's mostly people who approach me to do a party. But for the most part, I lead with the fundraiser. That's that's how I lead my booking, all of my, my booking efforts. And so my fundraisers come first now. I, I book my fundraisers and then I fill my calendar in with other things. I love the attitude. And I know that people can't see you, but I can see you and I can truly see the passion coming from your face, like radiating from your face, the passion that you have to help others with fundraising. And I think a lot of times when people, you know, maybe they want to get into fundraising with their business and they just aren't sure where to start, but you went over that. You said that you started by, you were scrolling through Facebook and you noticed that somebody was passionate about a certain cause or the little girl that came up to you and asked for money that you have to look for the opportunities. Your first fundraiser is probably not going to come. Maybe it will, but probably won't come from somebody being like, can you put on this giant fundraiser? I expect, you know, hundreds of people to, to purchase from you. It's not going to be like that. And, and, you know, uh, the first couple of times I did it, I had organizations basically vet me and found out that people do that all the time. People ask them to have fundraisers and then never give them the money. I'm like, really? People do that. That's, that is awful. That's like taking candy that, you know, that's like taking something away from a baby. It's awful. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. uh, but now, you know, I've got the reputation. So most of the time, you know, I'm recommended so that, that is something, another thing that I learned early on as, is that your best bet to do a fundraiser is to have somebody who is in the organization and the higher up, the better. That's, that's, a, that's a little trick is you watch for those people and, and when you find those people, you know, you cultivate, okay, you cultivate a relationship first. And you, you let them see that you have a passion for fundraising. You don't just start out like that. And mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's just what I've, I've come to do. And now, uh, you know, I have people referred to me now. But uh, I've learned so much about so many causes, too. There's so much more than the national associations. And so I, I have further refined my fundraising now, and I really try to make it for local causes. I really try to make it for things that benefit my community or the community of the hostess. And uh, because 
those are often overlooked. So um, that that's been something else I do. Great. Now, what are some of the causes that you have been able to support through fundraising? Um, of course, I've done uh, multiple mission trips uh, for people that are going on on church missions. Um, I do lots of animal stuff, lots of re- I have several rescue organizations that I do that I do uh, fundraisers for. Um, women's causes love to do a lot of women's causes that's of course that should all that should be near and dear to all of our hearts uh cindy and i are doing collaborations this month because this is uh, this is national uh human trafficking awareness month and mm-hmm. so uh we're doing a couple of different things um centered around that and we're actually we actually sought out local organizations to help with that mm-hmm. um let's see Sometimes I just help individuals. I have two fundraisers this month are, that are helping out. One is a, a young mother who uh, we already know her baby's going to be born with some birth defects. And then another is to help out a, a family who's the, the husband, the primary breadwinner, is fighting stage four cancer. Hmm. So sometimes it is just just an individual. I have one scheduled next month for a local a family here in our town whose son is fighting leukemia. There's so much need. There's there's never a lack, never mm-hmm. a lack. And then I do a ton of stuff for our local food pantry. That this year, especially, I know that um, fundraisers benefiting those kinds of places have really grown because. There's yes. a growing yeah. need. So I've actually, actually, our our food pantry right now is very well set. Good. Uh, because many people have done fundraisers for them. So, uh, which I mean, that's that's a huge, that's a wonderful testament to to the goodness of people, really, that that they're willing to do that. So, um, but I'm always looking. It's just it's just what I do now. It's just that's the filter I've got on all the time. And uh, looking for people that that need help, of you know monetary help. Mm-hmm. And we don't judge our you know fundraising success based on you know a monetary value because every little bit helps when it comes to every little bit helps when it comes to fundraising. But I would love to hear what has been your most successful fundraiser. Uh, my most successful fundraiser, I donated. I was able to donate $1,200 to, and it was a rescue in Georgia. My sister lives in Georgia. So my fundraising has grown to Georgia. Um, right now, my goal is to give away a thousand dollars a month. Mm, great. That's a great goal. That's, that's my goal for this year. And um, so far I'm on track. I mean, it's just January, <laughs> but, but um so, so I've uh, instituted some different programs. For instance, um, every month I do two, I call them birthday bling bashes, where it is somebody's birthday. And so I, you know, say, how would you like to have the opportunity to give back on your birthday? So we have right now virtual parties. And um, then I donate a portion of the proceeds to the charity of their choice. And, um, then my other, I, every month I do, it's called Blingo, which is bingo with jewelry as prizes. 
And that I'll do as a mystery host um, format. And so not only does the mystery host get the benefits, but she gets to choose the charity. So that has become just massively popular and mainly because not so much they want the jewelry as they want to be able to bless their charity. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that has been, that's really successful too. So I start out my month with three fundraiser, fundraisers already, you know, blocked in. And um, I usually end up picking up one more uh, somewhere along the way. And um, so I do the, the blingos. That's been very successful right now because people love to have something to do. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just do parties. Depending on the organization, we have a lot of pieces in our line that are, that have meaning. That is, that's just something that, that uh, Touchstone has done. And uh, so a lot of times I can take just one specific piece and say, I'll donate a portion of the proceeds of this piece and just have people from the organization buy a specific um, piece of jewelry. So it could be, uh, we have, we have a little puzzle piece. We have, um, we have a faith, hope, and love necklace that we've, that we've done very well fundraising for uh, first responders because um, it has a, the hope part is a heartbeat. Um, so we have a lot of those pieces. We had a flag. It's retiring, but we had a little flag. Um, we have a, a tree of life. We have a little puppy paw. So those have been tremendous helps to me in my fundraising because, you know, I can say buy this for $40. I'll donate $10 for everyone that's bought. That's great. So that's, that has been another, so I I really have a lot of different formats that I offer to people. And some of them of course had to do with in-person type things. So those are kind of on the back burner, Mm -hmm. but uh, I've still managed to, to do pretty well with even in the virtual world. That's great. Yeah. And that was my question was how do you structure your fundraisers? But you do the bling bashes and the blingos. Those are so fun. I actually did a blingo at a friend's party and it was so fun. Like you said, people are just looking for something to do because there's not, there's not much to do right now. So, you know, if they can attend something from their very own home, that's great. And then they can win prizes in the meantime, it's even better. All right. So you do birthday bling bash, you do blingos, you do, you'll take a product and and advertise that and, you know, highlight that as the fundraising product. And what others, what are some other things that you do for fundraising? Like just a normal party, you know, either a, either a zoom party or just, you know, your typical Facebook party where you're posting. Um, so either one of those, and then the, you know, you just keep emphasizing over the course of the party that, you know, 25% of the proceeds are going to go to whatever group. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the main ways I'm doing it right now. Um, in the past, I've done, you know, I've done some group fundraisers mm-hmm. where you give, you know, you give every little cheerleader a catalog mm-hmm. and say, go sell $150 worth and then they bring it back and then the gym gets, uh, you know, a percentage. So I've, I've done those. It's been, I mean, not right now mm-hmm. because you can't have children going out <laughs> selling things. So those are the, um, those are the main things, but, but I do in the past, my big, big ones have been live parties. Mm -hmm. 
you know, where people come and I generally at those, I don't generally do the whole dog and pony show of the, you know, the presentation and everything. All I do is I just set the jewelry up and let them shop mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because they're there for a reason. They're there for that cause. That's right. That's right. That's, um, I'll be glad to get back to those because those are wildly successful. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that too. Nope. I will say a lot of times I'll tell my team that when, you know, I let them know that when I do fundraisers, same thing, I don't do all the extras. I don't do, you know, I might do a prize or two or a drawing or something just to get people engaged, but I don't do, like, I don't send out free samples. I don't do a lot of, you know, mailing out catalogs because that costs money and that's money taking away either from my, you know, from my commission that I could be donating or, you know, if money on my pocket, which I'm not opposed to donating, but I'd rather donate that to the cause and not to mailing catalogs and things like that. So, because you have to at the, and you know, at the end of the day, you can't go out of business doing exactly right. Exactly. That, exactly. That makes no sense. Because if you're out of business, then you can't help people anymore. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's another thing too, is that you have to do the math when you are donating to a cause. Yeah. You can't donate. You can't give it all away because you have, you have expenses. That's right. You do. You do. So you said that you typically, or you, you use an, ex as an example, 25%. Do you typically donate 25%? Yes. Okay. That's typically what I donate. That's what I do too. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of times I'll give the hostess the option of she can either keep the jewelry herself or I will help her choose pieces that can be used at a later date for, a, you know, a, a gala or an online auction or things like that. So, so it just depends on the hostess. Mm -hmm. Some of them want the jewelry from themselves, yes. but a lot of them end up picking jewelry and then using it to do further fundraising. That's great. Just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it just keeps on coming. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and you know, Bottom line is it's good for my business too. And frankly, people buy more when they know they're helping somebody. People who wouldn't otherwise buy jewelry. You know, I cannot tell you every single fundraiser, every single one, I have people who say, I don't wear jewelry, but I'll buy something because of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Well, what's funny is sometimes they end up being like, that's good <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't tell me you don't wear jewelry. <laughs> Everybody wears something at some point, right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I'm always like, well, uh, do you give gifts? Hello? These are nice gifts, too, because it's high quality, beautiful jewelry. So it's a great exactly. gift. Exactly. This is a gift you'll be glad to give. And, you know, who doesn't have, who doesn't have somebody in their family that loves puppies? Mm-hmm. The puppy paw. Yes. You know? Or so, who uh, doesn't have a birthday? Because there's those really pretty birthstone. Birthstones. Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. So everybody's birthday. Everybody, you know, knows somebody who loves animals. Everybody, like you said, there's something for everyone. Yes. There's something for everyone. And uh, um, so, I, I mean, I frankly love the challenge. Yes. Don't tell me you don't worry, Lori. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I don't want anybody else to know this. But seriously, don't tell me you don't wear jewelry. <laughs> that is your cue. <laughs> exactly. It's like a red cape in front of a bull. I'm like, all right, it's on. <laughs> yeah. And I love that fundraising is so flexible because, you know, you can do 25%. You could do 10%. You could donate right. $5. You could, you know, for every 
product sold, you could donate or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be 25%. I had the luxury of the 25% because in our compensation plan, I make way more than that. So, you know, I have that luxury. Now I have to coach my girls who aren't at my level. I'm like, don't do this, Mm -hmm. you know, start out at 10, whatever. Uh, because most people are happy to get anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to say, oh, is that all you're donating? Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to say that. Yeah, you have to tailor it. Like you say, you have to do the math and and do it do it up front. Don't, don't get caught like I did that first part. Oh, yeah, right. Like, oh, <laughs> there goes how much I've left. Zero. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know for next time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Because like you said, it takes money to run a business. And so, you know, as much as we want to give from our heart, you still have to be smart and make sure that you cover all of your expenses first. (laughs) And I'm, I must say, I'm so blessed to have a husband who is, is 100% on board with what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, every once in a while he'll say, are you making any money? (laughs) I'm like, Fortunately, I'm the one who does the tax returns. So <laughs> he doesn't like, know the I'm answer. having fun, so don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what? And that's really, he, he knows I'm having fun. He knows that I'm fulfilled because I feel like I'm, I am fulfilling my calling mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and, and the nice thing is I have, I have some health issues that, that make it where I can't always be out and about. So, you know, I can't necessarily commit to like every Wednesday working at the food pantry because I never know if I'm going to feel like it or not, but I pretty much can sit in front of this computer and sell jewelry pretty much any day. So, um, it has, it has worked out well in, in, in with my schedule. And now, you know, I was at the first of, of the, of COVID, I will be honest. I pulled back kind of pull back inside myself. And I was like, Ooh, I just don't know if I feel right about selling people jewelry. You know, it seemed like it was a luxury and I wasn't, wasn't totally comfortable with that. And I sat in that not health, not good, healthy place really uh, for maybe about a month, six weeks, maybe. And then I was like, I still have, I still have a vehicle here. You know, people, these organizations are, a lot of them were quickly running out of money. That's, that's when my wife shifted even more strongly to this and to, to, this was my passion. This is what, this is what I had to do. And so that's why it's so much of my business now, because I do not apologize for raising money for other causes ever. Cause it's, it's what I want to do. And I want to do it as long as I can do it too. And, you know, I, I'm old enough. I should be sitting in a rocking chair, reading books and needle pointing. That's what I should be doing. But as long as I can keep doing this, I'm going to keep doing it. That's amazing. I love that. That's great. So what advice would you have for somebody listening who says, wow, I, I echo, I know that I echo everything you're saying. I love fundraising. I feel like it's what I'm called to do as part of my business. And I feel responsibility to do it, you know, because like you said, I've been given so much and I've been blessed with so much and my business has grown over the last four and a half years. I have no excuse to not give some of it back. 
as much as I possibly can. So, but what would you say to somebody who's listening who's like, well, that's, you know, I want to have that attitude. I want to have that passion, but I don't know where to start. What would you say to them? How should they get started? Well, first of all, think what you're passionate about. Are you passionate about mission trips that maybe you don't want to go on one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not called to go. I'm called to pay. There you okay? go. <laughs> um, maybe you're passionate about puppies or kitties. Maybe you're passionate about women. Maybe you have a background of, of abuse or maybe uh, you have, maybe you know someone who has been, you know, kidnapped into sex trafficking. I mean, it's, it's amazing how bad that problem is. Maybe you have a friend or a daughter who is a competitive cheerleader and Lord knows they need fundraising. <laughs> so, um, just Think about your life and your passions first. And then, like I said, I just started stalking Facebook and noticing intentionally what people were asking for. I mean, when I see a GoFundMe, I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I can help you. I can help you. So, um, and get your ask together. You know, get organized before you go to them and say, no, this is what I want to do. This is how much I'm willing to give. Um, this is how we're going to do it. Be organized. Don't just start out saying, hey, you want to do a fundraiser and then figure it out. So, uh, you know, I eventually sat down and did a Word document of the different types of fundraisers I could offer. So, uh, that I think that's important for you to come off as professional and somewhat organized. So get, get your, get your ducks in a row before you start. And so, you know, you've got, you've got your why it's just like any business. You'll have your why and then you'll have your how, and then you start working on your who and your when mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and your what, you know? So, um, I just lucked into it, but you can be methodical about it and intentional and start out saying, okay, I want to do two a year. I want to do one a month. And that's something you tell people say, I don't say I want to say I do one fundraiser a month and I would love to start with you. Just open, open your filter. Well, these days, all you have to do is just say it out loud on Google. <laughs> That's right. Say it out loud on, with your phone listening. Hey, I'd like to do some fundraisers and they'll probably start showing up in your yes. face. Oh, yeah. That's a great tip. That's a very 2021 tip. Just, just yes. out loud <laughs> and your phone will hear you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but set your filter. You know, you know how when you're, when you decide you need a new mattress, it seems like all the ads in the paper are for mattresses mm -hmm. that you never noticed before. Mm -hmm. This is just the same. Just adjust your filter and start mm -hmm. watching for opportunities because they are there. They are there. That is so, yes. so true. No, it's like anything else. Consistency. Commit to doing three. Start out with saying, okay, I'm going to do three no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, depending on your company, like your company has fabulous opportunities because y'all, I mean, month after month after month, your company has 
like products that help raise funds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if your company does that, yay, lucky you. <laughs> and then leverage that, leverage the heck out of that. That's wonderful. If your company doesn't do that, then get creative. It's that simple. My company, my company doesn't, but that doesn't mean I didn't figure out how to do it. Exactly. Exactly. We can't have everything laid out for us because there's no creativity in that. <laughs> you got to put your thinking cap on. Talk to a fellow consultant that wants to get in, get in to fundraising as well. And you guys can do it together, you know, and there's like you said, or like you're saying, there's just no excuse. If you want to do a fundraiser, you can do a fundraiser <laughs> because exactly. there's no excuse not to, because there's so many ways to do it. So many ways right. you can donate product, right. you can donate money, you can donate, you know, all the above. And sometimes that's the best way to start. Sometimes you just donate a piece of jewelry to a, you know, to a silent auction. And so that you get some, you get some, um, you get a reputation as the person who gives. And so sometimes it's just a matter of working your way in to an organization before you lead with the fundraiser Mm -hmm. as well. Cause you've got to establish some credibility. Yes. I got to know that you, well, that you're going to give them the money if you say you will. And that you will not. The other thing is, and these are, these are such wonderful people that you do end up getting invested in causes you never even knew existed before. Mm -hmm. So learn about your cause, learn about it and become at least emotionally invested, if not financially invested as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know there are so many people out there who just, who need a boost financially or prayer support or, you know, just more exposure to their page, to their, you know, nonprofits page or something. And, you know, with fundraising, we can do all of that. We can, we can give money, we can give products, we can pray for them. We can just, like you said, we can just learn about their cause and be more aware of people who need something around us. Yeah. And you know, they're powerful collaborations. Sometimes the short term is not where the, is not where the benefit is and the profit is. But, um, so don't worry if your initial one is not successful and always ask, you know, afterwards, could we do this again? What do you think we could have done differently? You know, that's good advice. And cause I've hardly had any organization ever turn me down for a repeat fundraiser. It's such a blessing. Just do it. You're, you're going to be way more blessed. I promise you. There is nothing like, because I do it at the end of the month, every month. There is nothing like sitting here writing those checks to those organizations. I really, I mean, a lot of them now have websites where you can just go on and donate and stuff, but oh, I love writing those checks. (laughs) There's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the physical reward of it. Just getting to write that check and write them a note and, and everything. I love that. Oh my goodness. Yes. And direct sales is all about relationships. That's all it is. And so being able to incorporate the fundraising aspect of it, that's just amplifying those relationships and it's making new relationships and it is having just a purpose behind those relationships. Well, and honestly, here's another little benefit. Some of the people who are on my team now, who have been on my team in the past, 
signed on to fundraise as they saw me doing. So you might even end up with team members. If you're in direct sales, you very well could end up with team members from it. Mm -hmm. And then the impact is just exponentially amazing. Exactly. Because if they came on as a fundraiser, chances are they'll stay on because of the fundraising. So uh, now I've had a couple that, you know, raised the funds they wanted to raise and then they quit. And that, you know, that happens. But I've got some that came on to raise money and now they have this, they have a similar mission. So they, you know, it's given me some longevity in my team as well. Mm -hmm. There's so many benefits. There's literally no negative (laughs) to running a fundraiser with your business. There's none. It's all good. (laughs) So if you are listening and you have never run a fundraiser, please make that a goal for sometime this year in 2021, you know, take these tips that Cappy has shared and think of a way that you can give back with your business because you will become addicted like we are (laughs) for sure. And who knows, who knows, you never know what person you'll meet or what organization you'll become familiar with and the opportunities that it will bring you in the future, whether you, you know, maybe next year or within the next year or so you start physically volunteering with them and then your life is blessed that way too. It's just, there's so many benefits to doing fundraisers beyond your business. And we, we both just hope that you will jump in (laughs) and try one this year because they're amazing. (laughs) They are. are. It is truly it. it, You, I I promise always, always, you will be the one who's the most blessed. Mm. Yes, that's right. Well, this, I know that I'm blessed by this conversation today. So thank you so much, Cappy, for being a guest. And thank you so much for sharing about your passion of fundraising. Now, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Okay. I am on, I have a Facebook page that is Mama's Jewels from Cappy. And I have a VIP group on Facebook that is Mama's Jewel's most important people because they're not just very important. They're my most important people. And I'm on Instagram as Mama's Jewels. And actually, I'm also on Pinterest now as Mama's Jewels. So uh, a little side note real quick, the way you can remember that is my grandmother's name was Jewel and we called her Mama Jewel. Oh, I love that. So, what a pro- This is the perfect and, industry for you. <laughs> and this is exactly, it was meant to be all those years ago. And I'm one of the oldest consultants in the company. So, <laughs> so I can be everybody's mama because right. I don't have any daughters. So I just can have all the daughters in the world doing this. That's right. So hopefully that's how you can remember and find them. Yes. And I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes for everybody too, so they can find you there too. So. Okay. Yes. I would love to help people. That is because this has become my ministry and my passion it's also to help other people learn to do it as well. So I would love to talk to anybody who wants to talk. Great. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show today. It was amazing meeting you. you and talking with you. You too. Thank you. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. 
There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.